1: You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's Friday, April 14th, and this is your Dallas Morning News. Today's weather, partly cloudy with a high near 81. Tonight, expect a low near 69. Here are today's headlines. Plano police responded to what the department described as a case of swatting at Collin College on Thursday morning, and officials at a Fort Worth college reported a similar call. Two incidents among a rash of apparent hoax emergencies reported at schools around the state. During the response at Collin College, a Plano officer's gun accidentally went off, police said. No injuries were reported. In a tweet at 10.13 a.m., Plano police said they were responding to a possible active shooter at the Collin College campus in the 2800 block of East Spring Creek Parkway, calling the situation a code red. The department later confirmed it received a hoax call about 9.45 a.m. that said a mass shooting had occurred at the school. Plano police spokeswoman Heather Bowden said it appeared to be a swatting incident where somebody reports a false threat. An admitted drug trafficker was sentenced Wednesday to roughly 12 years in federal prison after he was arrested with more than 2,000 fentanyl-laced pills in Dallas last year. Jesus Alexander Perez Fuentes, age 27, pleaded guilty in October to possession with intent to distribute fentanyl, according to a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Texas. A confidential informant told police Fuentes was distributing fentanyl-laced counterfeit oxycodone tablets marked M30, according to court documents cited in the release. After pulling him over, officers found two plastic baggies stuffed with 2,072 fentanyl-laced pills, more than $13,800 in cash, and a loaded Glock 30 handgun inside the pickup truck. In other news, a mammoth Texas sinkhole that has captured national attention appears to have largely stabilized for now, a state agency reported Thursday. But a future collapse is possible, and further investigations are needed to better understand the crater, according to a report by the Texas Bureau of Economic Geology at the University of Texas. The sinkhole in the southeast Texas town of Zeta first opened in 2008, swallowing oil tanks, trees, telephone poles, and cars, before finally stabilizing. It appears dormant for 15 years, until April 2nd, when a second hole collapsed next to it. The two sinkholes are connected, essentially creating one massive hole in the town about 55 miles northeast of Houston. If the new hole behaves similarly to its predecessor, it could grow a little beyond the current water level to reach those fissures said Jeffrey Payne, a senior research scientist with the Bureau. The entire area now spans roughly eight acres. Residents have told local news outlets they were nervous and are prepared to flee, but no evacuations have been ordered yet. The Texas Senate passed a proposal Thursday that would require schools to inform parents of all books their children check out of campus libraries, The bill from Senator Angela Paxton is among the latest proposed laws from Republicans as conservative lawmakers say they want to give parents more power over what kids learn in public schools. The proposal formalizes a process for parents to have books removed from a school while also placing district trustees in the driver's seat for determining what books line campus library shelves. Critics say the bill could lead to politicized books bans, censor non-white and LGBTQ viewpoints, and undermine the work of librarians. Finally, two DeSoto parents are demanding their newborn daughter back after they say the state kidnapped her. Rodney and Tamisha Jackson have seen their daughter three times since Child Protective Services had the newborn removed after the DeSoto family took the child for a routine visit with their pediatrician. The couple was working with a licensed midwife and opted to work with her instead of taking their baby to the hospital for a physiological jaundice diagnosis, as their pediatrician required. The physician called the police and reported them to CPS, according to the affidavit in support of removal. The removal affidavit had incorrect names and background information of the parents, citing Mila's parents as individuals who have a history of child removal. CPS handled the legal documentation of the removal. Representative Tiffany Butler said the mistake was made due to us being given incorrect information, but the mistake has since been corrected, she told the news via email. During their second visit while the child was in foster care, the parents became alarmed by what they described in an April 6th press conference as red bumps and white discharge in the child's vaginal area during a diaper change. Damisha Jackson immediately wanted to take the infant to the doctor, but said Child Protective Services told her the foster parent would do that. Jessica Dixon-Weaver, a faculty member at SMU Dedman School of Law, who studies the intersection of race, gender, and family law, said stories like the Jackson families mirror cases she has seen in other black families. After a child is removed from a home through an emergency order, typically there would be a court hearing 14 days after. In this case, that would have been April 11th, and no hearing was scheduled, according to the AFIA Center. It is unusual, Weaver said. The timing is very important. The 14-day hearing typically happens without a doubt. Weaver said in respect to the infection of the baby, it is another example of the harm that could happen to children in foster care. The parents told the news the infection worsened when they were able to see Mila again on Monday, their third visit but the couple said they are still waiting to hear about test results from a doctor's visit for which they were not present. Thanks for listening. For more on today's stories and for the latest breaking news, visit DallasNews.com. Enjoy your day.
1: Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you.